it's still hard for them to access in a way those things and that's probably where my role has kind of come into um for a long time people have just go like how do you know where to get these things they still say that to me um, and the access is still hard i guess for people to, but as far as what is possible that gap has closed a lot yeah hi I'm Beth Beeske, the founder of More Time to Design and your host of the Design Dialogues podcast. I've been a designer for the last 12 years and I've run my own studio for five. And I know how hard it is to run a successful business. You not only need to be great at designing, but you need to be great at all the other things as well. I created More Time to Design, a software platform to help designers run efficient studios, and I've created the Design Dialogue podcast to help us all learn together. Each week, we will meet professionals who are at the top of their game doing things that help us run our studios. We'll have conversations with social media managers, interior design mentors, copywriters, stylists, photographers, suppliers, and also designers who have been in the game for a long time and who have such a wealth of knowledge to share. I hope that each week you feel inspired and informed at the end of each of our design dialogues. So join me for the Design Dialogue podcast. Would you like to do things a little differently in 2024? Have your business organized and streamlined and feel like you are in control of your business, not that it is in control of you. I would love for you to take the time to book in a demonstration or start a trial of more time to design. MTTD is a cloud-based studio and project management platform that allows you to run all the elements of your design business in one place. Time tracking, calendar management, to-do list, client schedules, QR codes for all your builder schedules, keep track of your inquiries and lead management, keep track of the financials of each project so that you know you are always making money and so much more. Follow the link in our show notes to start your free 30-day trial or book in a demonstration so the team can show you how you can organize your day, your desk and your studio with more time to design today. Welcome to episode 27 of the Design Dialogues podcast. This week I am talking with Kylie Wilkes from Felt and Stone. Kylie is based in Inverell in rural New South Wales, which is about six hours northwest of Sydney. It was so great talking to Kylie about what it is like to be an interior designer in the country. With a creative background and working alongside her husband, who was a builder for 20 years, Kylie's experience has helped her set up a design studio that fills the gap in the rural setting, where most, more homes are built by custom builders rather than larger project builders. As always, if you are enjoying the podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. Reviews are one of the best ways for people to find the podcast. If you are unsure of how to leave a review, I will put in the show notes some simple instructions to follow. I really do appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. I hope you enjoy my dialogue with Kylie. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Design Dialogues podcast and this week I am with Kylie Wilkes from Felt and Stone. Hi Kylie, how are you? 
Hi, Beth. I'm well, thank you. Hello, everyone. Good. So I love to start by asking everyone, what can you see at your window today? Oh, I'd love to show you. <laughs> um, so for I am a rural girl. I live in a town in northern New South Wales called Inverell, which if anyone knows where Tamworth is, we're about two and a half hours northwest of Tamworth. Um, so I'm looking out across my garden and we have a bit of an elevated view to the north overlooking town and, yeah, it's um, the magpies are having fun out there at the moment. We had some rain last night just a little bit, which is always a blessing. Yeah. 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 Oh, awesome. So firstly, like, like I, I, I want to get into how your whole business and all that kind of stuff, but tell me how do you um, – how does interior design work in a country town? Because yeah. I, I think, like, and I, I don't think this is, um, you know, accurate, but um, I have lived and grow, I grew up in the city, I lived in the city, um, and it doesn't always strike me as a service that would be abundant in a country town. So how did you yeah. kind of get into interior design? Yeah, well, that's interesting because, I mean, I nearly kind of cringe at the label of interior design because I feel like I've, and yet locally people go, oh, yeah, Kylie, the interior designer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and mainly because I feel like for the people, because it's all come from experience and because yeah. I'm a creative person, yeah. I struggle with saying I am that. Yeah. Um, and I, it's not because I don't feel that I can't or that I'm not it's that I feel like it's offensive to the poor people that have studied really hard yeah you know I'm a photographer too but yep. all photographers can say they're a photographer but they haven't done like yeah any study so but you're they, a true creative I am yes so yep. um and I think yes there is um I can see why it's hard to imagine that in rural area there's a lot of need for it but it has changed a lot you know in a short amount of time I think yeah, and that's what I think most probably because um I do see more and more interior designers that are based in country towns and um you know some amazing homes that are getting built in the country like truly phenomenal homes and I'm like well why wouldn't you use interior designers like you know why like it's yeah. It seems quite silly, but I do think it does, it, it does seem like it's something that has changed in the last few years. It has changed. And I think social media has changed a lot of that um, exposure for people. And, yeah. you know, when I first, you know, my husband was a builder, we had a building company for 20 so years or whatever. Um, we've just recently um, closed the doors to that business. When I first started and, you know, I have a library at home here that's full of magazines and books that, you know, it was a religious, like, down to the newsagents, get yeah. the house magazine and, you know, got the whole collection. And it was like they were my, that was my creative link to what yeah. was going on. Now, sad as it is, well, I mean, I still use it and I still love beautiful books. Um, but it's kind of closed that gap between what people can even realise is out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shows like The Block, as much as I hate it, 
I could write a whole article on how much I can't. Just, <laughs> everything's wrong about it. Anyway, I do like watching the auction. Yeah. <laughs> I like that bit. I like seeing what they come up with. I can't stand the process. Just yeah. drives me nuts. But, yeah. but, yeah, I think those shows have worked to open it up to rural people, what's out there, what's possible. Yeah. It's still hard for them to access in a way those things and that's probably where my role has kind of come into um for a long time people have just got like how do you know where to get these things they still say that to me yeah um, and the access is still hard I guess for people yeah. to but as far as what is possible that gap has closed a lot yeah, yeah. wow Wow. So tell me a little bit about your business and how you've gotten to where you are today. I know you've just mentioned your husband's a builder and you kind of worked a lot with him kind of in the early days. Yeah. I mean, I started out as the office chief. Well, I mean, <laughs> my creativeness goes back to my mum. She's an artist. Yeah. My dad was a builder as well. <laughs> and he used to do photography. Yeah. Um, and when I left school, I opened a picture framing business with my mum. So I was a picture framer before I became a builder's wife. Um, and I did wedding photography like from year 12 right up till I was married before digital even came in. That's showing my age. <laughs> um, yeah. And so then when I became the office chick, you know, that hat, yes, it was all the accounting and that side of thing, which luckily I can kind of use that other half of my brain. But um, it wasn't long when I was going, no, that plan's no good. Like we need to tweak that and getting involved in it. And, yeah, started to get involved with the clients and helping them select things. And then that kind of grew um, because we changed the whole process of how we build and the fact that we would get everyone to select everything up front. Mm. Um, and I would take them through that process. And then it meant when the build started, um, it was just a flow, like that flow just happened then and they could sit back and relax and to a degree. Um, and so that kind of, that stepped up a lot about our services builders because mm. I was doing that. And then when we decided to close the building business, um, I still love that role. I still hate when I see bad design. I still hate when people don't consider where North is. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Like especially in a rural area when you can face yeah. gas anywhere you like, pretty much. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I still had a passion for wanting to help people, and so that's where I kind of branched out into Felton Stone. And my service is fairly varied in the fact that um, my main one is taking people through those selections. But now I'm trying to re-educate people that because in a rural area we don't really have, we have a few of the big franchise building businesses but even they are not necessarily running their business like a project home where you go into a sales office and you select everything with two hours with your colors yeah. like that doesn't really happen in, like we've got a lot bigger base of custom builders yeah. and so dare I say it that the generalization here is that you build a house and then the Builder rings you up and says, hey, um, the plumber's coming next week. What toilet do you want? You know, it's 
there's still a lot of that happening. And so I would be in a tile shop or something and I'd be taking my clients through that sort of thing. And the other client over there on the other side's going, please tell me I've got to pick a floor tile. Like, how do you do this? And, you know, and so I could definitely, like, yeah, that's kind of the main thing that I do is try and, and now I'm trying to re-educate people that because I've opened it up to anybody and to builders even to educate them that there's a service there, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> where um, they can kind of hand that part of it to me and then they I supply all that information to them and allows them to quote more accurately, which is a big thing now since the whole COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's going to be a slow process, I think. For the clients that come to me, have been told word of mouth you have to go talk to Kylie that kind of a thing yeah it's not necessarily coming from some drafties it's not necessarily coming from the builders yet mm. but as I'm dealing more with them they're starting to see how it takes so much pressure off them yeah so and that's really interesting so as like thinking about where your kind of referral partners are and who are those kind of key relationships for you um like I, I I mean is there an architect in town is there like as you said like there's a lot of like so yeah. most people are building a custom um and how far and wide do you go like you were saying Tamworth which I suppose is is that your biggest closest town that's our biggest closest town yeah yeah um, and then yeah, so we have an architect in town. She's yeah. only been here for a little while, um, yeah. a fully pledged architect. Yeah. Um, and I haven't haven't really dealt with her yet, so I'm keen to. Yeah. Um, but we have a few. We've had drafties always. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the ones I've worked with a lot, like he previously was a builder. He's, um, yeah, he had, he's really easy to kind of, but, I mean, all of them have been easy to deal with, but. And so yeah. it's really been developing, like it's very similar. It's developing the relationships with the people who are going to kind of constantly be funneling you work. And mm -hmm. so I'm really intrigued. So like how many tile stores do you have in Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so and like how do you make sure that not everyone has the same floor tile in their bathrooms? <laughs> Lucky there's a lot of tiles out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, here in Inverell we have... Um, one, two, three tile shops. Yeah. Um, and we've at least had two always for as long as I can remember. Um, and and this is where the gap's changing. Like, and one of the tile shops is in the home hardware from nursery yeah. slash everything store. Um, but I was in there the other day and I was like, whoa, I'm impressed. Yeah, but, right. You know, and, one of, and the other two tile stores are solely dedicated to tiles and um, flooring finishes and stuff like that. We have the usual big names like, you know, Carpet Court Andersons. Yeah. Those, like that's, it's not like we're out in the boondocks and we're, yeah. <laughs> we're still pumping our water or something. Yeah, and like with that change where, you know, the world, like I think one of the benefits of social media is the world is, you know, we're not as isolated and siloed off kind of thing. Do more people go, oh, look, I really loved this tile from, you know, say De Lorenzo Tile, like a specialty tile store kind of thing, 
Are you finding that more and more people are like, well, I want to actually go outside of what is just available in town? Yes, I do. Um, But I also think that um, I know one particular tar shop that I've dealt with quite a bit, like they'll source anything for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my throat, sorry. (laughs) And so I suppose that's the other, I suppose from the supplier side is that, the benefit of shows like the block or whatever is that more clients are asking for maybe some different stuff and that's then forcing the tile store to kind of up their game a little bit and you know so it's actually it's a good experience for everyone because you know the standard is kind of lifting yeah yeah for sure and I think the trend is probably slightly slower yeah um you know the first time I suggested a green tile what you know not gray not what no actually green let's try something different um and now I go in there and there's like you know lots of green tiles yeah now I'm moving on to something else I'm back in slate now it's like oh man I can't believe I like slate again (laughs) um but yeah I guess the trend slowly comes a bit slower maybe. Yeah. But they're more than willing to source that stuff. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I'm I've just, I'm nearly finished a job in helping a lady in Tamworth at the moment and she got her tiles from De Lorenzo. Like one of them come from there, you know. Yeah, um, right. And that just came through the local um, Tamworth tile shop or something, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it does just depend on... I guess the, like I look at some of the jobs I see that are being done in the city and it's like, oh, so much budget. Like it just blows me away. Yeah. Um, And you get those once every now and then. Yeah. Or once every now and then you get someone who really want to push the envelope. But I guess the bread and butter is still your mum and dad trying to build the first home or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but B, I mean, and you have to get used to driving, I guess. Like it's so that leads me to my next question. So, um, like how big is the town of Inverell? Well, we've been um fourteen thousand or fourteen thousand, I think. But the other day I just heard um that we've climbed to eighteen thousand. So oh, right. <laughs> that's exciting. Maybe we were sixteen thousand and now we're eighty thousand. I don't know. Yeah. So around. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's you know it's a a decent sized town. It's not tiny, um, but it's not huge. How far do you kind of like? Do you have like a zone that you go okay? Well, look, I'm going to kind of you know I'll drive to Tamworth or I'll kind of you know how do you make that work for you? Yeah, I guess we're used to like you know when you said about challenges in the in rural areas, it's like oh what challenges because. Like you've not known anything different about the city life, but I've not known anything different from rural life. Yeah. What you know, the distance that I go hundred k's in, you go forty k's in. You know, in that yeah, time, exactly. things like that. So it's all you know, relative, I guess. But um, yeah, I have been out to Weewa, which is a tiny, tiny little town um, on the other side of Narrabri. Yeah, it's a two and a half hour drive. Yeah. Um, Tamworth's two and a half hours. Um, Glen Innes is only 45 minutes yep um and that's a smaller town as well that's where I was raised so I guess the thing with rural too is 
you know, when you said about drafties, you know, feeding, you know, where does your work come from? But it's like that word of mouth thing is still a huge. Yeah. Um, just because they either know me through the building or they know me through the framing shop or they know, you know, like there's this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of my, so my parents live in a tiny, tiny country town in South Australia. So I laugh when you go, oh, you're an hour. So I'm like, I fully appreciate that because like when we are over at mum and dad's, they're like, oh, we'll just pop down to Adelaide. And I'm like, that's an hour and 20 minutes. Like that's not popping down anywhere kind of thing. But for them, that's what you do. Um, But also that word of mouth, like anything you say and they're like, oh, yeah, we know. Oh, yeah, yeah, so-and-so's son and more did that kind of thing. And so I I can imagine that is so much more like than what it is in the city. And I'm like, how many other interior designers out there in your area? Um, I just, I don't want to offend anyone if I've heard that. Yes. So obviously there's no one that comes to mind quickly kind of thing. No. Yeah. No. Um, there was an interior designer in Armadale for a long time. I did work experience with her way back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Well, I think she's closed now. Um, I know I'm going to think of someone when you, when I hang up this call and I'll feel so bad. So I'll just apologize now. It's not, you're asking me on the spot. But I suppose that kind of as well, it's a really different thing like in, from in the city, like, you know, I could list off, you know, 20 interior designers that, you know, two kilometers in either way from me here. But, and so like the, the, um, the competition for work is, you know, a bit more brutal, um, but there is enough for everyone to go around. And so that, I suppose, is a very different mindset as well kind of thing. Like there's not necessarily the competition with other designers. Is there possibly competition with the concept of using an interior design? Definitely. And I think you have to be willing to diversify a bit, which is, you know, Yes, my bread and butter is the, you know, taking people through their colour selections and things like that, but it's not um, necessarily sitting down and, yes, I have done a lot of concept designs for people and things like that, like, you know, house plans, but um, you still got people that want detail and stuff but not as much maybe. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, It's varied, like, between... I could have someone in here, like I've had two elder, like older women, like in their 60s building for the first time on a farm. Yeah. And they're just bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> they just want, they don't want a crappy house at the end of the day. No one does. Yeah. But a lot of my service is just saying, okay, no, here's five whites, but that is the right white, the one you yes. read. Yeah. You know, yeah. Taking, the, it's kind of taking their hand and go, all right, let's go through this process together. And I'll help you do that. It's not so much um, full-on design work. Yeah. And is that something that you, is that something that you've kind of come to over time to realise that that is actually what is needed rather than I suppose maybe what is considered like a full design package? It's a little bit more of, I suppose, a design coach in a way. Like, Yeah, it is. It is. And I think 
that's where I'm heading in a way um, because I can see there's just a huge gap for that sort of help. And I think because I've come from the building background, I understand the process of building, understand when things happen, um, and I'm even sympathetic to what the builder has to go through. You know, like I feel like there's so many times I've helped the client understand, you know, the reason the builder's asking for this now or the reason the builder's saying that is this for this or that and it's helps them to, like there's such a huge amount of information missing mm. with the general process. Like, yeah. I can't believe how many people just are bamboozled that have not the faintest idea yeah know? yeah yeah and that's fine. we don't build a house every day but. no exactly and that's the thing I think sometimes like I think that's really common like city rural regional I think you know sometimes I forget and it's really interesting I was my poor husband I use my husband as an example he has nothing to do with the building and construction industry. Like he doesn't have a clue. And he's also sometimes a re- he's a very good sounding board for me if I'm trying to explain something and he's like, I've no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, but it's so like, like mm. it's so straightforward. And he's like, I don't even understand half the words you've just used kind of yeah. thing. And yeah. I think sometimes, and I think this happens in a lot of professions where you don't realise almost you don't realise what you know or what you take for um, granted. And it's interesting you were saying how, like, you don't have a lot of, like, the bulk builders in town. And so a lot of people who would be going through that kind of project home process and they do have kind of, I suppose, that hand-holding where they sit and choose all their selections and um, the process is a little bit more, um, like, mapped out for them. With the custom builder, they don't necessarily have that. And I imagine a lot of the builders in the area don't have, you know, lots of um, people to help with that process. And so I can see there must be a massive gap for that, yeah, kind of design coach rather than, you know, what we might traditionally think of as an interior designer. Yeah. And I think, what, like, one, for example, one of my last clients had, um, who's, you know, in her 60s or whatever, and she had gone through the process of the selections with her builder. She walked out of there and then she actually put the whole job on hold because she yeah. just went, I didn't want an all-white house and that's what I'm getting. Yeah. And it wasn't for, and I kind of understand that the builder doesn't have time to sit down yeah. and go through that process. They literally have so much to do. Yeah. But like it wasn't till about my second meeting with her that I that she cho- showed me her wedding photo or something in conversation. She got married in a jade green dress, and I just went, "This woman is not an all white woman. Like oh this, like she's game. You know, yeah. she's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. guts in what she thinks she does. And like now she's like she's just about to go back to the builder with all her selections done, and it's vastly different." <laughs> what she started out with but she's so excited like um awesome yeah so and I think as well sometimes people don't especially if they've maybe gone through a drafty or a building designer for their home and not through an architect they kind of I think have the expectation of the builder 
a little bit more than what actually the builder can offer. And I think that's sometimes where that education process around what does an interior designer do and what what services can we offer and at what point should we come into the process and bringing us in at the end is I not really ideal and all of that kind of stuff. No, the one in Tamworth that I had to come in halfway through as a like save me Kylie situation and I'll tell you what, don't really want to do that again. No. So tell me, what yeah. kind what colours has she ended up going with? The lady in town. Yeah. Oh, the, the elderly lady? Yeah. Um, oh, she's a green person through and through. It. Yeah. And off-white kind of in her kitchen area and stuff like that. Lots of warm tones, slate on her floor in her bathrooms. Um, yeah, no, she's lots of timber. Um, so very yeah, nasty kind of thing. But the lady in Tamworth, it's like Mediterranean. Yeah, wow. Vastly different and the most amazing bench top. I can't wait to share photos of it. And that was like the word of mouth thing. Um, I knew the builders, I was struggling to find someone to build this concrete bench top. And um, through word of mouth of my local tile shop, I found an, I will call him an artisan because that's what he is. He works in, he comes out of Moray. Yeah. It's an hour and a half away. And he's um, doing concrete bench tops and vanity tops and bowls and all that kind of thing. Rare, I was so lucky to have him in our area because, I tell you what, he has done the most amazing job of this bench top. It's just to die for. I wish it was in black. Wow. <laughs> that's word of mouth again. Yep. You know, like I had no idea he even existed really except for the tile shop guy telling me, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I think, you know, I think that challenge of, being able to help people through their selections and all that kind of stuff is so, I mean, that's that's a universal challenge kind of thing. I think the jargon help, like that's a big thing. People just don't understand that and that's what I'm kind of coaching them through that all the time. Like what does a builder actually mean when he says this and that? And that's how my documents came up, which I'm about to kind of release a bit of a thing yeah. on them. Yeah, so my documents, it's basically you can purchase my um, fixture and colour selection plan a sort of scheduling thing that I've built over 20 years kind of thing of just me being a builder and doing the same job and yeah. um, but I'd seen a lot on the market and they kind of got the headings of you know supplier brand size colour yeah and then there's no like a heading a pretty heading that says kitchen but then, well, what do they have to pick in their kitchen or what do they have to pick in their, you know, for their exterior colours or what are all the things? Like, it's, what is it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine's more like it has everything listed out. And then so because rural people, I feel like they don't have access to a designer all the time, it was down that line like, well, they still need to help with their renos because most rural farming people would do renos more than build a new home or whatever. Yeah. What about the woman out there that wants to, you know, slowly collect her information and so that when she does finally get a builder out in the boondocks that she knows what she wants and yeah. that And so it's a real, it's very guided, it's very detailed and yet it's easy enough to follow. But it's got pointers on what is the architrave and what is the skirting because everybody gets that confused. Um, 
<laughs> like it's just what is a barge board like yes you know um so yeah it's kind of got the new release that's coming up's got a lot more little information pointers on that and then it's also going to have budget um one that they can add on to it yeah. because so many people don't understand how because it's custom related around here we have builders doing pc allowances and ps sums and stuff like that well they don't even know what that means to start with yeah 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 and then they don't understand there's an allowance in their quote, but they could spend more and then they'll either get a credit or they have to pay more, blah, 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 you know. And so, and with the whole cost of things these days and people are very budget-minded, um, I've kind of attached a budget document that they'll be able to fill in, like if that's the tap they want from, you know, ABI or from Reese or wherever, they can put in the the cost of the tap and it can add it up for them. Yeah. Put in what the builder's allowance was from their quote so that they can keep track of where they're at a bit. Yeah. I just, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of coming. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. It's, 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 right, it's halfway through. Yeah. It's, um, I imagine. So talk to me a little bit about what is the time frame for a build in your area in that, I'm assuming, like you said, you have several builders, but I'm assuming you don't have a like an abundance of builders. Stacks of builders. Oh, is that where they all are? <laughs> so many. And they're all just as busy as each, as each other. And it's like, really? When is this going to die down a bit? Yeah, but, wow. Okay. Yeah, but, um, they're all busy. You know, people who are a little bit further out of town or they might be, you know, on a farm or something kind of thing. Does it take them a lot longer to get their projects going? It does. There's a couple of builders I know of um, that have kind of focused on that rural build and renovations and they're happy to travel. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> not not every builder wants to do that. Mm. Um, you know, even when we were building, we had staff that were single parents and so they might have had their kids for, you know, every Thursday night or something and so you'd have to work around when they were out of town <clears throat> you know still getting to see their kids and you know there's all it kind of changes I suppose in that with that distance sort of thing you don't want to be horrible bosses yeah <laughs> but I suppose um, as well like you know just saying I imagine um and like once again I'm thinking about my parents and where they are kind of thing and how they kind of do stuff and you know, they'll have a like, oh, well, we're going down to the city. So we'll go and do all of these things kind of thing. Um, and we'll we'll pick, you know, we'll go to the tile shop, we'll go to the tap store because we're doing this now kind of thing, but we're not going to need them for six months time. So I imagine having a document where you can capture all of that and it'd be, you know, straightforward. And also, because I do imagine there's much like there's a longer lead time on across the whole project, being able to kind of quickly switch out things that might be out of stock or discontinued kind of thing is really kind of very handy for them and the builders. Yeah, and I think too, like if they, you know, the builder might be ringing them from an hour away saying, you know, what was that toilet you wanted or, yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, I've got it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where it came from and I know the product code and, um, yeah, hopefully people can see the advantage in being organized and I, think, <laughs> well, and I think in a build you have to be organized how does it it's a 
quick recipe for disaster if you're not. Yeah, definitely. But I think the whole like when you, you're saying your parents go to the city and then they'll pop into the tile shop and all that kind of thing, that's exactly what I still do. If I fly to Sydney or something, I'll spend a day walking Alexander and just going through all the showrooms and touching and feeling everything. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's where my mood board in a box came out because so I do a product where if someone's in a situation where they can't get the samples and they don't want to rely on a picture, I have some set kind of boxes that are full of samples yeah. and so, which if used would be a success as in it wouldn't yep. they have got anything in there that's going to be a huge mistake yep. because so many people say to me oh I'm just not creative I don't know how to do it and you know that kind of thing so thinking of the rural women again just I say women because most of them lead yeah <laughs> um but yeah, they can order like a box and it it's just got samples from flooring to paint colours to handles to carpet, everything that they might need that they can touch and feel, you know, as a complete look if they want to. Yeah. But it the like obviously still soft furnishings and all that sort of thing change how it would look in the end. But it's just the base. Yeah, it gives them somewhere to start. Yeah. And it's usually the most expensive parts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that, I mean, I'm sure there's people in the city who offer a service like that, but I think it's that's a really interesting offer because I think for a rural setting where interior design is most probably not the first thing they think of, it's an it's kind of a soft introduction to it all kind of thing. And they might be like, oh, okay, well, that was good. Like that's a first little, like they can dip the, their toe in the sand, in the water kind of that way. Absolutely. And if it's a reno where they can hold the paint, because I send out A4 paint chips. Yep. So, you know, they can hold it up in the actual room yeah. where the or with their sofa they already own. Or, yep. And I mean, for people that are creative, they can pick the eyes out of it. You're like, is in, they can just say, well, I like this, this, and this, but yeah. it doesn't work, you know. Um, but if you had no, no idea at all, but you can't afford a designer or they're not close. Yeah. Or that's not in the equation, then it is an option to kind of save you the hassle, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And do you, like, how have you brought technology into your business? Like, in particular, like Zoom calls and things like that. Like, do you find that um, you've really utilised that a lot to kind of cut down on that travel part of it? Um, do you find that's a big part of your business? Yeah, def um, it, it has been. I mean, Zoom's been a wonderful thing. Mm. Um, and I think COVID's been good in the fact that it's made people use it. And yes. like before when I'd try and do it, there's like, oh, I don't know if I have that app. And, you know, yeah. now everybody's got it and they just understand it. Um, and it's, I find I still like to go onto site. I still, or especially when I was doing more actual concept designs of a house design like I like to go and see where they're going to actually build the house and yes. stuff like but I don't do so much that anymore but um zoom's good when you just need to see something quickly or facetime is great when yeah definitely use it but I still like that face to face for the initial sort of beginnings it's yeah. all right We've got the show on the road and then it's like oh I just need to check with you. Do you think this will still work? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. So 
what would be some advice that you would give to someone who is maybe in a rural setting, in a rural town and thinking of going down this path? Because I think the advice is quite different to a city designer. Um, like what would you, what would be some kind of words of guidance you would give them? Um, I think if you've got an inkling for it, go for it. Like yeah. I think if I had my time again, I would have just gone and studied and, you know, but my path just took a different track. <laughs> Um, so I think if you've got the, that inclination and stuff, like go for it. Um, but I also think like I've been, um, I listened to your podcast with Kylie Tyrrell from the design inside of, what is it? Design Um, interiors inside of, yeah. (laughs) And, um, I was like so much of the stuff. I've started listening to her podcast as well, but like, Gosh, she's got a good service as far as getting started in a business mm. for a design. Because I do agree with so many of the people you've interviewed of the transparency. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just you have to just work it out for yourself really up to this point. Mm. And I'm not like that. I'm like a sh- oversharer and <laughs> want to help everybody, you know. Like it's like why is that a secret? How you yeah. do you know, I don't yeah. get so um, I think there's so much to be said for just asking for guidance or asking for help or going and doing that work experience with them to see because we don't have um, that exposure in a rural situation. Like you have to go to the biggest centres if you want to do something like that. Mm. Like I've had a few work experience people through with me and I kind of feel like I always encourage them to actually go to a design studio somewhere just to get a taste for something different because it's different with me. Yeah. But gosh, just go and expose yourself and see if you like it. And yeah, I feel like, yeah. And do you think that people like should kind of like I suppose like what you've kind of discovered over the the um you know your business journey that what what is maybe a straightforward offering for someone who is based in the city you might need to adapt a bit for Mm -hmm. a, a rural offering and so maybe being open to that and going okay like I'm gonna need to work with my clientele here like really know who my clientele are um maybe even a bit more than a city, someone based in the city? Yeah, I think so. And I think you definitely have to be willing to diversify a bit and maybe the process. I like it interesting because I guess it's just normal to us how we operate or how the process happens. And it's normal for city people to be in the process how they do it. So it's um if you if you were another rural person and you wanted to get into that like I don't think they'd see any sort of different yeah challenge. I, yeah I, yeah um your reality is that's kind of what it is oh have you frozen no you haven't frozen I thought you frozen there. 
Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I think, um, I mean, I suppose that applies to so many businesses. Like you kind of, if you understand your clientele and you understand where those gaps are in the market, they're mm-hmm. kind of the bits to drill down onto. And like, I suppose, as you found, like being that kind of intermediary between Trafty and builder and helping them guide them through and kind of in a coach-like fashion is a real sweet spot for you. Yes, it is. And I think it helps. Um, I, yeah, it is. And I I don't know if it's for everybody. Like it's a definitely different service than um, because it is a bit more back and forth, I guess, and you kind of the builder likes to chew your ear as well as the client you know <laughs> yeah 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 in this little fine line all the time that so. that's no different that's no different. <laughs> okay <laughs> so tell me what are you looking forward to in the next 12 months of, uh in your business um I'm really looking forward to getting my documents um out there um yeah. and I'm calling them a planner because I do feel like they help you to do that and there's so much detail there that um, you know, your builder could quote from it um, as a document sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's also easy enough to follow for someone who wants to just jot down. And if they want to use half the book, they can. And if they, you know, want to fill in every bit, they can. Yeah. Um, so I am really looking forward to getting that going. I'm very close. <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. And how can our community reach out to you and find out more about what you do? Uh, my website is feltonstone.com.au and I'm mainly on Instagram um, and, and on Pinterest as Feltonstone Design and on Instagram I'm felt underscore stone underscore design. Perfect. We will link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Kylie. It has been an absolute treat. It's been great, Beth. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed my dialogue with Kylie. One of the things I took away from my chat with Kylie, which I think applies to designers wherever you are, not just rural-based designers, is that Kylie has really thought about what her prospective clients are needing. She mentioned how she's really becoming almost that design coach and where maybe in the city we might have a more full documentation process for for Kylie the people that she is um, working with they are more needing help with selections and hand holding through that process And so Kylie's really understood what her prospective clients are wanting and so has tailored her offering so that it works for what they want. A bit like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. She's not trying to offer something that they're not looking for. I think taking the time to really understand what your prospective client is wanting And then showing that you are able to meet that need and how you are going to make their life easier and better is crucial to building a strong client base and building a successful and sustainable business. I really hope you enjoyed this dialogue with Kylie and finding out a little bit about what it's like to be a designer in a rural area. 
and I will see you next week for our next design dialogue. Want to simplify the way you run your design studio? Learn how to organize your day, your desk and your studio with more time to design. A cloud-based studio and project management platform built by an interior designer for interior designers. Make sure to book in a demonstration or start your free 30-day trial today. Follow the links in our show notes or head over to the More Time to Design website. Thank you for listening to this design dialogue. I hope you have found it full of inspiration and helpful information to take into your design studio. If you like the podcast and want to hear more, consider sharing it or writing a review as it helps us reach more people and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to unlock the power of effortless studio management and elevate your design business to new heights, please follow the links in our show notes to see how more time to design can help you build a better business. Have a great week and I will see you for our next design dialogue.